You're listening to Outlandish Outcasts at outlandishoutcasts.com. Welcome to Outlandish Outcasts. I'm your host, Al. With me, um, as always, is Desi. How you doing tonight, Desi? Oh, I see how this is. (laughs) (laughs) I'm doing good. That's good. How are you today? Oh, I'm just fine. Peachy. Peachy peachy would be a good word. Actually, I'm very, very good. It is day one of a vacation. I feel amazing. Whatever. (laughs) I don't have the same vacation. I have three days off, three days on, four days off. Yeah, I have 10 days. Whatever. Whatever. Anyway. You have 11. No, it's 10. Don't make me count in front of everybody. (laughs) It's 10, trust me. It would be nine if there wasn't a holiday. Shit. (laughs) I hate it when I'm wrong. I had to count in my head. Anyway, you want to jump right into it tonight? Sure. What do you got? All right. My first story. We're going to start off with another, you know, crazy, wacky, unsolved thing. Mm. But this is one. This was... A very famous story. Um, I remember this from. Is high it school. the Lindbergh baby? No. <laughs> you are said you gonna very ask me famous. That, are you going to ask me that every week when I say I have a famous unsolved story? This is story? the first time I asked you that. No, it's not. I will cut out the ones from the previous episode. Oh. Well, it's the most famous one. Okay. Well, this is not a dis- disappearance of somebody. I'm waiting for the Lindbergh baby. That way, one day you'll be like, it is. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I knew it. <laughs> anyway, this is the story of Gloria Ramirez. Okay. In uh, At 8.15 p.m. on the evening of February 19th, 1994, uh, Ramirez, suffering from side effects of, adv- of advanced cervical cancer, was brought into the emergency room department of Riverside General Hospital in Riverside, California. Uh, she was extremely confused and suffering from tachycardia. <gasps> oh, wait. She have ooey gooey stuff all over her skin? Oh, yes, she did. Oh, I know this story. <laughs> I know this story. Uh, I thought about bringing it, but I was like, no, not tonight, but oh. previously. All right. Well, doctors and nurses went to work on Ramirez right away to try to save her life. Uh, They followed procedures as much as possible, injecting her with drugs to try to bring her vital signs to normal, and nothing worked. Uh, When nurses removed the woman's shirt to apply a defibrillator, uh, they noticed a strange oily sheen on her body. Medical staff also smelled this fruity, garlicky garlicky odor coming from her mouth. Uh, Nurses then placed a syringe into her arm to obtain blood, and her blood smelled like ammonia and there were um, manila-colored particles floating in her blood. So this is obviously strange. Something weird is going on here. Something weird. Something very weird. Um, the doctor in charge at the ER, you know, observed all this as well. It is, you know, it's not like somebody's just making up this story anyway. No, it, like, I'll let you finish. And then suddenly... <laughs> One of the attending nurses started to faint. There we go. That's what I was going to say. And I'm like, nope, I'm going to stop now. (laughs) I'll let you tell the story. Another nurse developed breathing problems. A third nurse passed out. And when she awoke, she was unable to move her arms or her legs. Um, In the first hour, six people were unable to treat uh, Mr. Ramirez. Uh, By the end of the day, there were 23 people who had 
suffered some kind of effect of trying to care for this lady. Now, that is weird, I thought, you know. That is weird because it makes you go, um, what? Really? Unfortunately, shortly after this, um, Ramirez did die. Yes. In in the hospital. Um, And this is where I remember hearing the story is at this point. I remember the media going nuts, calling her the toxic lady. I remember this. I thought this was in the seventies. Nope, this is from nineteen ninety-four. That's right. I remember this from high school. Um, The uh, in order to handle the body, there was a special team that arrived in hazmat suits. Uh, They searched the ER for any signs of poison gas, toxins, or other foreign substances. Um, They put her body in a sealed aluminum casket. And it would be almost a week before her uh, for the first autopsy was performed on her body. Uh, at this point, nobody has a clue what's going on. The Department of Health has got investigators looking at it. The, the hospital has their own investigators looking into it. But nobody seems to know. They didn't go into happened. her apartment yet? I never read anything about anybody in their apartment. Well, they found stuff in her apartment. There were rumors. Her family said that it wasn't true. Oh. Are you talking about the, um, the what the heck, I can't pronounce this. Here's me. So when the you have cancer. sulfone, the DMSO. Yes, because some patients would like drink it when it, they had cancer that, to try to cure. This is actually a cream that they would, she supposedly spread on her body. Oh. Um, her fa- the family says she didn't use this stuff at all. Some medical professionals said, have said that this wouldn't cause all these things. Some have said it could. It was an so FDA it approved. That's this. It is true. It is a. It is an off-the-shelf kind of uh, kind of cure for cancer. I guess it was a direct sales type thing. Yeah. Um. There are a number of different theories out there. Um. But the first one that came out was from the medical was from the the hospital itself. The hospital itself did their investigation and they said that the the medical staff um they were just suffering from mass hysteria. <laughs> So crazy people dropping over. There's there have been people who have been su- who suffered for years after with bone problems and all kinds of stuff, but the hospital says it was mass hysteria. No, you don't think so? No, I disagree. <laughs> um, the uh, there was also the the theory that it was this uh, DM, DS, DMSO cream that she was using, uh, but that was uh, so, th- and that is a possibility. It is a possibility. It is a possibility. But they never found out. No. The latest investigation actually happened only a few years ago, concluded only a few years ago. What? Um, There's been people digging into this for a long time. There was some private investigators hired. I thought they couldn't even do testing on her body because it deteriorated. That is is true. They couldn't do testing on her body, but they could test still. They still had access to things in the hospital and hospital records and what was going on. And this hospital had been cited a couple of times recently, recently towards this, to this story for some health violations and some <laughs> some things not being stored oh, properly. No. But you know, I I can't imagine that would cause twenty three people to not be able to treat somebody. But yeah. the latest investigation, what their theory is, is that in um, Riverside, California, which is known. <laughs> It has something very similar with uh, areas around here, known as the meth capital of California. Hmm. The, their theory is there was a meth lab in the hospital. 
What if and there was a meth lab in our house? That probably that probably would be a little bit more likely. The meth lab in her house would explain her having problems, would not explain twenty three people could have trying been in to an treat apartment. her. Twenty three people who had to try to treat her in the hospital having problems. But if there's substance on her skin, it's possible. It could affect it's po- other I mean, people. Yeah, it's, it's definitely possible. Um, the re- the reason the meth lab thing, the, these these investigators think that that is what they've stumbled upon, what they think this is right. There was a lot of lawsuits after this against the hospital. First of all, there's a lawsuit right in the beginning. Um, the hospital did not want to give up her body to the family to have an autopsy done, to have a second autopsy done. Family had to go to court. A hospital dragged it out. Finally, they after six weeks, they said, okay, fine, you can have it at that point. The body was too deteriorated to actually get anything from the autopsy at that point. So things like that where the hospital kind of covered things up or tried to cover their tracks, this is why these investigators... They didn't want a lawsuit, of course. Well, they were going to get a lawsuit, and they did. A really cheap one. $350,000 is all the hospital had to pay. prove a thing. I know, but it just seemed... Though Actually, they did prove one. The one thing they proved was that when she was brought in, they didn't look at her chart correctly to notice that she was suffering from cancer and just been diagnosed. <laughs> that was the one thing they missed in the whole thing. Ugh. So, yeah, I just... I, like I said, I remember hearing about this toxic lady as I was, when I was a kid and not having any clue and not realizing, you know, now, over 20 years ago, 25 years ago, it is... Uh, Still unsolved. Nobody has a clue. I'm shocked that I didn't hear it back. In, well, then again, I was a young, dumb teenager running around like, look at me. I'm pretty sure look it was like not watching TV. I, I happened Friends, to be in like a health class or something where we were discussing the news of the day kind of thing. Mm. And I'm pretty sure that's where I kind of got it. But yeah, that's uh, that's my first story. I just thought it was really strange. The story of Gloria Ramirez. I switched my stories around just because you were talking about hysteria. Mm-hmm. And I was like, social hysteria. So I had to switch mine around. So this wasn't originally my first pick. Okay. I kind of laughed when you mentioned that. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's what it was. <laughs> yeah. All of those people had <laughs> those people dealt with crazy. like traumatic things and events beforehand. Yeah, they're and professionals in dealing with this. <laughs> they yes. can't handle it today. And apparently the hospital didn't put them all on leave because they shouldn't be working if it's (laughs) traumatic, too traumatic, or they're all dealing with hysteria. So switch my story around, and I am now doing Tangwanika Laughter Epidemic. So A laughter epidemic? Yep. That sounds so cool. The 1962 Laughing Epidemic. So... And I kind of was mentioning because this talks about like mass sociogenic illness or a mass um, sociogenic. They're spelt different, but I probably said it the same, (laughs) which is a condition in which a large group of people report similar physical symptoms that are traceable to social factors and social interactions within an environment. So when you were talking about it, I'm Mm -hmm. like, it reminded me yeah, of that kind of kind of goes together so um but 1962 there was an outbreak of mass hysteria see there we go mm-hmm. or the mass sociogenic um illness mpi rumored to have occurred near a village of uh Kesha. this is gonna all sound bad coming out of my mouth <laughs> because 
other countries, I have a hard time trying to figure out how things are pronounced mm-hmm. if it's not I'm something we hear a lot. I agree. Um, so I'm bad. I'm sorry. Give okay, it your so best. I, I'm trying here. <laughs> so on the western coast of Lake Victoria in the modern nation of Tanzania, formerly uh, Tangawania or Tangawanika, near the border of Uganda, the so the laughter epidemic began on January 30th of 1962 okay. at a mission-run boarding school for girls in Kashasha. 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 So it started with three girls and spread throughout the school, affecting 95 of the 159 pupils. Ages 12 through 18. 95 so, people? 95 people. And that was just the start of it. So they just started laughing and couldn't stop? Is that what's going on? Pretty much. Okay. So symptoms lasted from a few hours to 16 days. Holy cow, 16, 16 days. 16 days. Uh, the teaching staff were unaffected and reported that students were unable to concentrate on their lessons. The school closed on March March 18th. Um, the epidemic spread to... Nashamba, a village. Um, is that the village where they had the movie with the Coke bottle? Anyways, squirrel. <laughs> a village, a village where several of the girls had lived. Um, in April and May, two hundred and seventeen mostly young villagers had laughing attacks. The Kashamba, or Kash. Kashasha School. I'm yeah. getting Kashamba and Nishamba. <laughs> Anyways, reopened May 21st. And then it reclosed again at the end of June. So earlier <laughs> in that month, uh, the laughing epidemic had spread to rem- more bigger country words. I apologize. <laughs> uh, Ramashania Girls Middle School and Bakuba affecting 48 girls um so within 18 month period after it started Mm -hmm. the phenomena died off and the laughter was reports were widely accompanied by descriptions of fainting um flatulence (laughs) respiratory problems i definitely have flatulence when i'm laughing sometimes just comes out oh i have a story (laughs) about work today and the girls almost lost it there anyways side story later um so there were respiratory problems, rashes, crying and screaming, all in 14 schools that were shut down and a thousand people were affected by this. Holy cow. I can just imagine so, me not being able to stop laughing as a kid and my father being like, what's so funny? I'm going to beat the funny on you type thing and I just can't stop laughing. That would have been hilarious. it sounds like this was something where it was like, it was something where there was an extreme high stress at the mm-hmm. time yeah. and then things kind of mellowed out and all these teams that were there were not from the area so yep. they weren't dealing they weren't with that trauma dealing with the trauma yeah so they weren't affected by it because of that which makes sense yeah, to does, me that, that makes sense makes and sense. so i was kind of reading this and it says christian f um hamper Le man of purdue university at yeah. least i got that part right <laughs> <laughs> has theorized that the episode was stress induced okay so, um, so Tamawanika had just won its independence. 
He said, and students had reported feeling stressed because of higher expectations of teachers and parents, MPI, he said, um, usually occurs within people without a lot of power, which makes sense to Mm -hmm. me. So MPI is the last resort for people of low status, and it's an easy way for them to express that something is wrong. Okay. Interesting. It is kind of interesting. I wonder what the cure for not being able to stop laughing is. There was no cure. They Mm. fainted or pooped Mm. themselves. And they might have laughed about that, too. I think I would have laughed. (laughs) (laughs) That would be hilarious. I would have laughed. I would tell the whole everybody what happened at work today, but that's okay. (laughs) (laughs) And no, I did not poop myself. I just want to say. Just want to say. (laughs) It was just a good joke I had there. Well, that that was a good laugh. That was a, a sad story, but a interesting. It was a sad story, but it was kind of interesting the way the mind works. Mm-hmm, definitely love psychology. My next story jumps into a, a field that I've always been interested in, but not interested in enough to really <laughs> read anything about it. Sex? No, I'm just <laughs> kidding. Funny. <laughs> just kidding. That was hilarious. That was funny. It was now funny. you're speechless. It was funny. I'm speechless. I love I it when I do that. I know <laughs> just what to say. Um, academics in Australia have come up with a new Are font. Are you blushing? No. <laughs> okay, continue. Uh, academ- ac- uh, academics in Australia <laughs> have come up with a new font. This font could help you. It really could. Oh, great. Um. Part print, part, part cursive? That's how I write. This bizarre looking font helps you remember what you read. <laughs> That'll never happen. <laughs> Hold on. I'm going to show you. Hold on. You're going to understand in a minute. Now, cramming for exams, learning new languages, uh, remembering your to-do list uh, can be tough, but this team of Australian <laughs> researchers think they can help. They have developed a font called Sans Forgetica. Oh, no. This would never help me. I don't care what they say. I'm going to show you. There's going to be a picture behind the word, isn't there? No. It's not easy to read. It is It is written in a way that makes you concentrate a little harder yeah, to I get through the sentence. I wouldn't even remember. No. I think it's, I think it's good. And it, according to their studies, it's working. I mean, it's not going to work for everybody, of course. It's not going to work for me. I can guarantee but that. It's, I uh, can like skim right through that. The typeface unusual look is deliberately designed to be a challenge to read. Um, the principle behind the font is desirable difficulty. I, I tripped up on don't, 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 because that's not a normal sentence. So I had to slow down there yeah. and I'm like, wait, what? Yeah. It wasn't the font that stopped me. I just, when I saw it, it's not like I couldn't read this sentence quickly, but if I well, was looking at a paragraph in this font, I would have to concentrate a little harder. For we'll sure. post this on Facebook and hopefully I get that Instagram page up. And we'll put it on <laughs> yeah. there too. Yeah. Um, the uh, uh <laughs> sorry um the uh the creation of the sans forgetica i love the name sans forgetica uh builds on previous research that looked into the relationship between hard to read fonts and human memory which is how they came up with this idea of creating a font that's difficult to read that makes you think about it a little harder to try to get you to remember more they need to work on squirrels squirrels that's half my problem you listen to me talk half the time and i call it my circle talk yeah so i start one place and you take it like a clock 
and we hit one o'clock and we're somewhere else two o'clock we're at another place three o'clock we're somewhere else you can get all the way back to 12 o'clock and then boom right at the original story ending everything yeah because I have pro- to explain everything about the whole entire story the from like the start is, of it to the, the end of it. By the time you're at the end of that story, I'm the person usually, you're talking to is going, I don't remember where this was going. <laughs> no, they don't. But then when I finish, they're like, wow. They're usually pretty <laughs> impressed by the fact that I started and I ended where I started. This is true. I do have to say, I do have that talent, but that is a squirrel. Yes, it is. Squirrel. You like definitely have a squirrel. Sparkles. Issue. I have sparkles at my desk to remind yes. me sometimes it's okay to be a squirrel. Mm-hmm. Squirrel. So what you got? What do I got? Mm-hmm. I'm going back to my first story. So, do you know anything about buffalo chicken wings? I know where they were first made. Do you really? Yeah. Okay, everybody knows what they were first made. But do you know who invented them? Oh, uh, what was her name at that bar? I might It's a controversy. It's well, not I'm sure I'm sure many people claim have claimed. It's just like the of, Juicy Lucy. Yeah. Two bars that claim that they made it originally, but who's really gonna know? Nobody would ever know. So so a brief history of the buffalo chicken wings is what I brought. Cool. So a few or of us realize <laughs> they do hot, my, medium, and mild. Yeah. So, so a few of us realize, though, that less than 50 years ago, the wings were considered one of the least desirable cuts of the chicken. I mean, there's nothing yeah, to it. there's nothing to it. There's nothing to it. And it's more bone than anything. Yep. So, makes sense. It was a throwaway part, often cooked into stock. And buffalo is just a woolly, un- whatever that wandered the plains. Okay. I couldn't pronounce that word, but I could get some of those countries right. <laughs> it's pretty bad. So, um, in, it was... Late on a Friday night in 1964, at a time when the Roman Catholics still um, confined themselves to fish and vegetables on mm-hmm. Fridays. Yep, no eating, no eating meat on a Friday. So even at this point, I'm going, but chicken? You can't trick people to eat chicken on a Friday. So I was a little confused at that point. But anyways, um, some regulars had been spending a lot of money and dom asked his mother to make something special to pass along um or pass around at the stroke of midnight so teresa bellissimo i'm assuming that's italian bellissimo uh picked up some chicken wings parts of the chicken that most people do not consider even good enough to give away to barflies um and the buffalo chicken wings was born. Awesome. So both Frank and Dominic agreed on a few other um, crucial details, and Teresa cut each wings in two half to produce a drumstick and a flat. That is a genius. Genius. <laughs> <laughs> Trust me, I my head's still wings. like, what? I love Drummy. Anyways, um, that. I like the flats better. <laughs> definitely. Um, no. I lied. I like the drummies. Um, She deep fried them without the breading and covered them with hot sauce. And that she served with celery from the house. Um, 
Anapasto. I don't even know why I said that because I said it wrong. Anyways, and blue <laughs> cheese salad dressing. Mm, I really want some buffalo wings right now. We can order some. Um, because <laughs> Places are still open right now. This is true. Um, they became popular within weeks throughout the city. And they w- were and are still simply called wings and chicken wings in Buffalo, New York. Cool. Was it? Do you have the name of the bar by chance? But one of them, anyway. I thought it was Anchor I was Bar. I say the Anchor Bar is because when my I head. read Anchor Bar, I'm like Wisconsin. Yeah, the what? Anchor Bar was what was in my head. I'm like, I'm pretty sure that's the name of the place. And that that story you just told is how I have heard it. How I heard it. The other story, the most dissimilar accounts, is also mentioned by Trillian, who wrote that on his trip to Buffalo, he met a man named John Young. Okay who bluntly said, I'm actually the creator of the wing. Young points out that growing up in uh, Africa-American community, he frequently eaten chicken wings as a standard dish, and he invited or invented was a special mambo sauce. Hmm. Mambo Mambo, sauce. Mambo, Yeah, I don't know. Probably saying that wrong again. Anyways. That's okay. For, and my apologies. (laughs) Anyways, so for the wings he served... At his restaurant, John Young Wings, thighs, John, <laughs> John Young's Wings and Thighs. There we go. I did it! Yay! Yay! During the mid-60s, but he served his wings breaded and whole rather than chopped into flats and drumsticks. And the wings, uh, transitionalists, they belong to an entire different category. Okay. So it was a little bit different, different. but he still claims that... I prefer the the flats and drumsticks version of the chicken. It's all in preference. Yes, of course. So while it's uncertain which sit or creation myth is most accurate, what happened over the next few decades is clear. Buffalo chicken wings. Yep. So they was exploded across the country. Um, Nowadays, buffalo sauce has gone beyond the wings, as we know. Yes. So chicken fingers, pizza... Um, mm, buffalo chicken pizza. Pringles. Yeah. Oh, combos. combos. Oh my God, buffalo chick, buffalo, buffalo and blue cheese combos. Oh are my so God, good. we cannot buy those. No, they're too good. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not allowed to eat them right now. So. You know, uh, this no. is not my story or anything, but I, I was reading a review of a restaurant today, and it was a pizza place. And outside the pizza place, the owner has decided to hang a sign that just says. No damn ham and pineapple. What? And I mean, he's the owner of the restaurant. He has every right to. And his Google reviews are full of people who went in there and complained because they can't get ham and pineapple. How much you want to bet that made him more popular? Because people are complaining in the reviews, so he's probably one of the top people to pop up because of this. I'm sure it did. I just think it's absolutely... Who would write a bad review? You obviously know he doesn't serve it. He doesn't serve it. Who cares? I wonder if he's Jewish or something. Doesn't he eat pork? No, I don't think he. Well, maybe he was. It's possible. Wait a minute. Pepperoni has and sausage. Yeah, pepperoni never and mind. Sausage never mind. He just has something against ham. Yeah. So. Or he knew it was going to be great advertisement. People complaining and be like, "Don't ever go there. They don't have that." Well, I need to check this place out. Yeah, could be <laughs> smart man. Could be. Anyway, my last story this week kind of ties into a story from last week. This is a really short story. Is it the haunted um, house? No, it's not the haunted house. Not Whatever. Coo- not a cool short story from last week. Okay. <laughs> as long as we know it's not cool, because I have the cool stories. Just saying. Um. Uh, 
Yep, that's right. Uh, 33-year-old Robert Arroyo. (laughs) Thank God I am not the only one who can't pronounce things. Uh, Spent over three hours licking the doorbell of a California home. Huh. They obviously found out because there's, you know, pictures from their doorbell. (laughs) (laughs) That's hilarious. Um, He allegedly licked the family's doorbell. Uh, for three hours. Why? Relieved he had himself. to have been on something. He relieved himself in their yard. Oh, my God. Stole an extension cord from their Christmas light Christmas <laughs> lights display. Oh, my God. And he is facing uh, possible misdemeanor charges. The problem is he hasn't been caught yet. They know who he is. His name's in the paper. <laughs> this happened just this week. Do you not find it funny that some of those home security pictures and videos are a lot more clear than like those high-tech ones you see in stores like walmart i agree hello walmart get a hold of apple uh, they might be able to help you with some of their (laughs) cheap doorbell securities yep um when the family uh the family would have never even known anything because they didn't realize that he peed in the yard or stole an extension cord but they got the notification on their phone that there was you know Somebody at the door. They were not home at the time. They were away for the weekend. <laughs> oh, my God. And uh, they got the great video of uh I'm sure it wouldn't looking, have lasted three hours doorbell. if they would have been home because they would have been able to call. They probably would have heard the doorbell ringing uh, and yeah, called the cops. Probably, probably. Or they would have answered the door. <laughs> but anyway, if you've seen uh, Robert Arroyo, <laughs> 33-year-old of, uh, of somewhere in California, he's wanted by the cops for licking doorbells doorbell licker <laughs> that like brings a whole new meaning to window licker i would much rather have a tv on my doorstep than have my doorbell licked because that's think, just creepy i think i'm gonna start calling people at work doorbell lickers doorbell lickers i think that'll be hilarious you know what you should do you should put a doorbell on your cube <laughs> <gasps> i would too and they would be like what's that for i'm like in case you feel the need to lick a doorbell <laughs> like what the hell are you talking about Oh, that'd be awesome. That would be funny. Okay, so my last story, I picked a travel spot, but Ooh, I picked travel. I picked a spot that I've been to before. Okay. Because I was going through stuff and I'm like, you know what? Nothing I just want to share something, you've been to. something that I feel everybody should go check out somewhere mm-hmm. or something. But the one I went to, I think was the best one. Of course it was. So I've been to Ikeel. Which is a cenote, which is next to Chichen Itza in okay. the Yucatan Peninsula in Mexico. Okay. So, um, some people I'm sure have heard of this, but if you have not, um, this a cenote is like a sinkhole, is mm-hmm. what it is. Yep. Some of them have water in it. This one has water in it. Um, I would never know that, except. I played a Minecraft map. It was named after one. And so that's the reason <laughs> <I know. laughs> Well, Mexico Kinda has sad. a lot of these there. Mm-hmm. So, um, but this is in the northern center of the Yucatan Peninsula. So if you even go to like Cancun or something, you can take a tour bus and they'll okay. take you there. Cool. So, and you get to go see the pyramids in Chichen Itza, okay. which, which those are pretty amazing and i actually climbed the pyramids there but the most exciting part for me was after you climb the pyramid you go to the cenote to cool down a little bit okay so um so it's open to the sky with the water levels about 26 meters or 85 below the ground level 
Um, there is a carved stairway of limestone. So um, down in the swimming platform, the cenote is about 60 meters to 200 feet in diameter and about 40 meters to 130 feet um, in, like, deep. Hmm. There are vines which reach from the opening all the way down to the water, and I think that's what makes it so, in my mind, what makes it kind of breathtaking because okay. it's not something you would normally yeah. see. Well, you don't see a sinkhole normally either. Not usually. Um, but the vines just kind of make it more breathtaking unless, and tropical-y. <laughs> gives you don't it see that sinkholes feel. unless you're driving on our local roads. Well, it's roads. like in this desert-type <laughs> area, and yeah. all of a sudden you go down to the cenote and you look up, and it that looks like there's, if you were to go outside, you would think there's like a rainforest outside, mm. but there's not. Um so it's breathtaking in my mind. So Is there like a huge difference in temperature? There is a huge dem- okay. temperature in I would think so. Yes. There's a difference in temperature. Um, Even when we were there, we all had our swimsuits on. There's a place where you can change out before you go down, Mm -hmm. get your swimsuit on. Um, And they even have, like, stairs to go up so you can, like, jump into the water from, like, quite a height. Like a a cliff jump type It is like a cliff jump. And that's because it's so deep. Um, the one thing is, is I remember when I was there, we were warned there are catfish there, Ooh. black catfish. Um, and of course I got stung. Oh. I was wearing my nice cute little boy brief bikini bottoms and my bikini swimsuit jumped off the cliff and I come up and I'm like, mm, it stings right here. <laughs> and I, they were like, you got stung by a catfish and I'm like, I didn't realize catfish stung at that point with their yeah. whiskers. Yeah. But apparently when I dove in, <laughs> I was going fast enough through the water, I caught a catfish somewhere along the way and didn't ouch. even realize it. Ouch, so, ouch, ouch. But one of their whiskers touched my skin and <laughs> and that mm-hmm. it hurt for hours after that too. Um, but yeah, it's it's pretty interesting. It's, it's breathtaking. It's beautiful to see. I remember being there. There were a ton of tour bus. I was on a tour bus um, with my college that I went with, and we were all swimming, and a few other buses come in. They're all like, and needless to say, this is like in March, so it's a little bit cooler. Mm-hmm. And they're all like, they're in the water swimming. It's really cold in there. <laughs> somebody, I heard somebody go, I heard they're from Minnesota. <laughs> and the other one goes, oh. <laughs> Really? <laughs> That's hilarious. Like, that explained it all. <laughs> That's hilarious. We will go swimming in some very, very frigid temperatures. So it is it is well known. But <laughs> if you've never cut a hole in the ice and jumped in, you're, you're not living. The polar plunge. <laughs> My sister has done that for donations. I just did it for fun. I never have done that. Oh, we used to do it at my uh, my mom's house. Um We'd go sit in the sauna, which is right on the lake. As we know, I don't like getting into a swimsuit. But when I do, it's a bikini. It's a bikini <laughs> in Mexico. If you're going to wear a swimsuit, well, wear a swimsuit. I think that's the first time where you're doing a, a travel story or a destination story where I'm not like, well, we got to put it on the bucket list because you've already been there. We could put it on the bucket list. I'd go again. There's other things to see. There are other cenotes, too. Yeah. There are other ones where they have... Well, this one was one of them, but it wasn't the main one where they had um, the rain gun chuck. Um, 
they would like the Mayans mm-hmm. would throw in the bones for sacrifice. Okay, yeah. So there's human remains at the oh, bottom yeah. of that. That's kind of creepy. That's not one of the main ones for that yeah. though. Well, one of the main we'll ones is not some, someday open. on one of our on our one of our bucket trip lists and maybe check something out. All right. Well, I think that's uh, coming to the end here tonight. I could talk about more of my trips. I'm, I'm sure you can. I know. I could talk a lot about myself. Some other day Whatever. People, people want to hear all about such, me. So, these people's drive to work is only so long. They're just not going to listen to the end Who if knows we don't end. If they're listening <laughs> to this at work? We don't know. Nobody knows. I listen to my podcast at work. I listen to my podcast everywhere. I plug them <laughs> into my ears. Yes, you do. I'm like, are you even listening to me? Because your bud's on the side that I'm talking to you. And you're like, <laughs> I can hear you just fine. I'm like, okay. Yeah. Anyway, uh, you can email the show, outlandishoutcasts at gmail.com. Make a comment or leave a comment on Facebook at Outlandish Outcast Podcast. If you'd like to learn more about the stories we, you heard here tonight, you can come to the website, uh, outlandishoutcast.com. Click one of the links. It'll take you to um, what we've kind of, a little bit of what we, we've kind of read. Typically, we're reading more than one story, but posting a link to one of them anyway. So, um, And I uh, I still haven't logged into the Twitter account, so we'll get there I'll, I'll give you the new password because <laughs> I changed it because I thought it was the one I originally created, which is why when you did it, you got two on yours uh, instead of one. Okay. All but right. we fixed that. That'll get out there. All right. Anyway. Have a good week, everybody. Um, I'm on vacation, (laughs) so I'm going to have a good week. See you later. Bye. (laughs) 